felt like SoCal out there today. I was in my happy place. Had a little breeze going. Um, anyway, I know we got some important stuff to talk about. What do we got? When you look at last week, short yeah. week, you had to travel, bad news. Good news now, 10 days between games. Yeah. Obviously, it can help preparation. Does that allow you to do a deep dive into self-scouting and find out just what's going on with this offense? Yeah, we took advantage of some of that, just kind of continuing to look at the run game first. Um, you know, some of the improvements that we saw in the game was just the, the intensity and attitude, and I think that comes from the, the familiarity and the comfort and the, and the schemes that we're running. Um, and so I saw guys really getting after it, aggressive plays, even Trace holding call on an explosive run, which are so hard to come by these days. It was an effort penalty. He's driving the guy into the ground on an aggressive block twice this year. So we just got to get better. No one to let our hands go. He's dominating the play. But um, I saw some more physical plays, so that was a positive. And again, the efficiency was not there. Um, I think we were like in the 30s or 30 some odd percent efficiency. So we still got to continue to improve um, in that regard. But yeah, uh, using that time, looking at the run game, um, looking at the pass game, things that they're trying to do to Mike, um, things they're trying to do to Baker to make him uncomfortable, you know, and, and, and really try to help them out. And, and at this point now, we're starting to hone in really on what we're good at in the pass game. You were able to get uh, Rashad in some space uh, yeah. on some of the screens. How much can that help the running game, you know, give you another wrinkle there? Absolutely, right? Screens are a huge part of it. Um, whether it's wide screens, drop back screens, play action screens, some of those things. I mean, we've talked about this before. Rashad is really good in space, um, knows how to set up and make that first tackler miss. And so it, it really needs to continue to be a part of what we're doing um, to supplement it as we get the run game going. Just curious what your thoughts were of uh, how Aaron Stinney played filling in, especially yeah. on some of those screen plays, being able to move down the field. Oh, he played great. Yeah, he had some good um, – couple of runs where he really moved some people, had some power. Um, you know, pass pro, he was his first first shot really in there since the preseason to go against some guys and did pretty good. Um, he's got room for improvement there, but um, love seeing his athleticism, length, and power in the run game. So that was really cool. Yeah, you guys have played football since they were eight years old, 10 yeah. years old. Uh, knowing the staff count, the pre-staff yeah. penalties, when you talk about them all the time, it's right. really gotten to the point where it's hurt you. A lot yes. of them on the offensive line. So what else is there to do unless you change personnel at this point? I mean, yeah, I mean, I just, I just, I got to go to me first and just ask myself, like, what am I doing? What indecision, what hesitancy, you know, angst at the snap am I creating with what we're asking them to do? Um, I know that we can't be as simple as not have alerts on plays. Um, there's just... There's ways to take advantage of the defense. That's part of the growing pains. Um, this was a problem for us in Seattle, I'll be honest. You know, just over time, we got better at it. The quarterback in the center owning the snap, you know, and then just the discipline of the play by the tackles. We just, we got to have discipline out there. And so, you know, we really attacked it head on this week. Um, may put the noise as loud as we could. Um, Put it on plays that get alerted. There's different things that happen so that they had to sit there, can't hear. Let's let's verbally, non-verbally communicate. So we try to put them in in pretty difficult situations. We were great in Minnesota. We were great in New Orleans. Two of the loudest places you can play in. This one got us. So I don't know if it was the short week, not having the noise a part of our walkthroughs early on. Um, but again, that's on me. I got to ask for those things. So. Um, I, I definitely, I know I can take my part of it, but but the players also have to take that part of let's let's move forward, let's make new mistakes. Is it 
alert that they're listening for and, and hearing a sound and thinking that that's a snap? Exactly explain kind of how that I really don't know. All I know is that anytime you change from one play to another, their brains have to click to something new. And then that does just create a little bit of indecision and all that. And so it's something that, that, that you have to get comfortable being in those uncomfortable spots um, and then work together that way. So, Coach, you're coming off two quarterbacks that had not really good years. Is there similarities dealing with the both of them uh, now with Baker and what you dealt with in Seattle? Um, similarities in that there's these are experienced players, so I think that that helps us. Um, just you know, being able to talk through things, um, being able to analyze the plays we have in the game plan, make tweaks to make things the right way, the communication with the center, um, Baker, as well as Gino, just being able to work with the centers. They see one thing, but the, the quarterback can see more, so he's done a great job that way. And then again, um, yeah, there's there's definitely you know whether it was Gino or Baker, they know they're playing for something, and so there's a there's a challenge to continue to have those conversations to say we don't have to chase anything. Let's just do the right things fundamentally, the most basic part of it, and then all that stuff will come to you. Yeah, we talked about slow starts, seven, yeah. seven opening drives, no touchdowns, one field yeah. goal. In terms of uh, building confidence, kind of asserting control of the game, how, how important is it to to get that clicking on opening drives? Huge. Yeah, I'd love to score a touchdown every opening drive, you know. Um, so whether that's the play types or execution, you know, I think that's a huge area of growth for us, you know. And so um, just being able to start our practices with the right energy, making sure that our bodies are right, everything's right so we can come off. And, and I, just, I just know personally the more we get comfortable with what we're doing, we will play fast from the first snap to the last. And I don't see that from us right now. we got a long way to go still in that regard. Autism moving from left tackle where he played a lot uh, his senior year in college uh, to, to the right guard spot. How has that transition gone and, and how do you think he's playing? I, uh, I can't speak to the transition. I just know that he's a rookie guard playing in the NFL. And so he's seeing the challenges of big athletic dudes, bigger and, and faster than he's ever played against, moving on him at the snap, different challenges that come with, you know, just accumulating all those experiences. Um, and again, this, this investment in Cody is, it's a long haul process and he's athletic enough to hold up, hold his own. Um, but on any play, this or there's, there's just some technique stuff that he needs to continue to improve in. So not only is it a new system for everybody, he's also a rookie on top of that. And so um, just being able to, you know, continue to encourage him and support him as he, as he grows and improves. Give you the best chance to win, or is he in there to basically you're trying to develop him? I believe he's the best one that gives a chance to win, especially from an athletic standpoint. Um, he's coming along too in the run game. Just his athleticism shows backside or front side on it. Um, but again, it's a fundamental deal. Last week you had that long drive, right? You got yeah. back in the game that way, but it just took so long. Yeah. How are you guys in, in terms of like are you trying to use tempo, or you, you know, in yeah. that situation would you prefer to try to go a little faster? Or? Yeah, sure. But at the same time, I'm trying to move the chains and trying to flip the field. You know, we got in a lot of situations. We had to go the entire length of the field. So for me, we have good chunk plays built into our tempo, but also like I had an arsenal of plays that attacked the coverages. So I was trying to get to those. You know, we were trying to hit balls out of bounds, caught it and got tackled in bounds a few times. That's just us getting out of bounds on routes, um, being able to finish it that way. Um, but to your point, yeah, like work the sidelines. If they're giving you those those outs, let's take the outs. Let's move it. Um, but you know, we got we got saved a couple times with penalties. So again, it comes down to execution, 
throwing and catching routes, you know, being detailed, um, some of the things that we got to be really hard on the guys for. So this isn't your first time going up against D'Amico Ryan's. You have mm -hmm. a lot of experience going up against him. What yeah. do you think he's brought to Houston? And do you see um, any crossover from what he's doing in San Francisco? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the crossover is that um, he's coaching effort first. Um, so the, you know, up front, they're a penetrating defensive line. These guys fire off the ball, whether it's the nose tackle, the three, or the ends, their crash nine techniques. They're up the field right now. You look earlier in the season, I don't think they really understood what he was asking them to do. You watch the last two or three games, um, even like just look, thinking about Pittsburgh, they're firing off the ball, and they're, they're playing into blocks. It makes it really challenging for the tackles. Really challenging for the guards with the three techniques shooting up the field. And then what you're starting to see from them is in their structures, there's not a lot of complicated structures that they have, but the communication you're seeing improvement. Um, and then this whole time throughout the whole season, they team tackle, they gang tackle everything. So if you look at it, it's really hard to score touchdowns in the red zone because they play their defenses and they all swarm and rally to the ball. Um, so I see the same signature, you know, and some of the situational stuff I don't want to get into, but as far as the philosophy and style of the way they play, um, he's definitely getting them towards what he's looking for and, and, a, and what I'm used to seeing from San Francisco. How's Baker doing? We, you know, they start, you start off three and one. Mm -hmm. Now the three losses in a row. Are you sensing any at all frustration, any change at all in Baker now? Um, I see urgency, but... Um, I think especially the last two weeks, I see a guy that's mature, that's that's handling it the right way. He's coming to work with a professional attitude. Um, you know, he's he's um, he's been really challenging guys, challenging young guys, challenging different players. You know, to like let's go. You know, let's let's start heading in the right direction. Um, and I feel like he's doing it the right way. Um, his language isn't demeaning. You know, it's it's challenging. There's a difference. Um, and then as far as his own work. He's just consistent, and he's going through, you know, every single day coming through, doing his checklist of going through his uh, situations. We have those conversations, and so, um, you know, I definitely see a guy who's who's maturing in that. In that, I don't know what he was like before, but um, he's shown me he's handling it the right way. Wolford um, had the opportunity, reportedly, to sign with the Rams and chose to stay yeah. in Tampa Bay. Uh, as an offensive coordinator, how important is a guy like that in your quarterback room as you, you know, go through the and practice and, and yeah. film and et cetera? I mean, practically speaking, right, it's just good to have three guys that you've trained. Um, and he's got history in, in somewhat of the same system. Um, but then, you know, just going through camp and getting all those reps and um, what he does bring to the quarterback room, super important. Um, and for me, like, for me, it just makes me feel good that the guy wanted to be here, you know, and um, believes in what we're building, believes in what we're doing, um, and believes in just how we treat each other and the family we're building here as this group of just – um, a culture of respect, a culture of hard work, and um, that mutual respect of coaches, of players taking coaching, but then coaches also listening to the players. Um, and so I was, I was really fired up, you know, in a, you know, in a, in a time in our season where we got three losses. That was a definite win for me. So I got to take the, take the wins and the encouragement as we go. What's your thoughts about the uh, push? Oh yeah, I love it. We're working on it. We're, you know, we're trying to get that rolling. Um, and then, you know, in the, in the given situation, I think that'll really help us in short yardage. As far as the run game, uh, you said in the past, like even Seattle, it took about half a season to get the scheme implemented yeah. and really for the guys to grasp it. Yeah. Halfway point now in this season, yeah. where do you think the guys are as far as their grasp of the scheme? And is it 
that, that part of why it struggled kind of early on? Yeah, I think there's no magical number, right? Like I can't say it was just eight minutes. Half the season we got it. But I will say this to your point. I think that the attitude and mentality was there on Thursday night. I think we put ourselves in horrible situations with penalties that didn't allow us to get more runs called, to get more of our cool play actions and screens called, all the things that were left on my call sheet. You know, that was a struggle just being in second and 18, being in first and 15, and you're trying to get half back. Um, it makes it harder to just say, man, I'm going to just keep leaning on this run. So that's where I had to mix it. But I think that our attitude and mentality, the effort part is heading in the right direction. The combos, the backs are more patient in hitting them. You know, we weren't perfect on our reads by any, mean, any means, but I think that we're heading in the right direction for sure with that. From your perspective, yeah. um, why do you think CJ Stroud has been so successful this season? Yeah, discipline. So um, I know he's getting coached really hard, you know, and, and uh, in a system where very similar to what they were doing in San Francisco, they asked the quarterback to be very disciplined to, to your first progression and then check it down. And that's what you see from CJ. He's playing smart football. He's taking care of it. And on top of all that, he's a really talented passer and he's taking advantage of some of the shots he has down the field. But um, I'm I'm not surprised, but uh, you definitely don't see rookies come in with that kind of a maturity and, and discipline to be able to play like that. Brock Purdy did that, you know, in San Francisco, and I see CJ kind of doing some of the same things. Anything else? Good. Thank you. All right. Thank you all.